This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. For a person in need of being hosted, even a sofa made up with pillows and blankets, a hot meal and an even hotter shower, all offered with love and enthusiasm, is better than a night at the Ritz. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. This past fall, I spent seven weeks in Israel. It's part of the blessing of my work. And I generally spend about four months cumulatively in Israel during the Momentum Trip seasons, where I have the joy and the privilege to lead thousands of women through an inwardly focused journey to connect to Jewish values, to foster unity without uniformity, to take action and to connect to the land. And during the seven-week stretch, my husband comes along with me, which leaves my home in Toronto empty. And that allows us to share our home with whomever might need a place to crash, a change of scenery, or simply a little vacation space in one of the world's most expensive cities, Toronto. My house is a small downtown house. There's just street parking. There's no driveway. It's over 100 years old. And you know what goes along with that. In the winter, the pipes can freeze. And sometimes the odd wildlife will make its way through the cracks in the foundation. But that house, I'm telling you, it's my place of refuge. It's my happy space. And it's become so for many other people. At the beginning of my Jewish journey, I learned about the story of Abraham and Sarah. They had a home. Well, actually, it was a tent. And it says that it was open on all four sides. And what this signified was that as wayfarers passed through the desert, no matter which location they came from, they saw an open door. They smelled the bread baking. They saw the light that emanated from it. And that's what I wanted more than anything. That, I decided, would be my primary mitzvah, my primary commandment, the one I wanted to excel at. So when our children were small, they understood that when we had guests, they gave up one or both of their rooms. In a three-bedroom house with a basement and two bathrooms, we discovered we could actually sleep five people extra. Sometimes, when they were really little, the kids would stay in our room with us, and the four of us would have sleepovers with people they didn't know sleeping in their beds and even playing with their toys, reading their books that were on their shelves. But to make that more appealing, they knew that when guests were coming, they got extra treats and extra screen time, even the new toys that they could use to share. And they never complained. On the contrary, they used to beg for guests. And over the years, I've had many young people stay with me for months and sometimes years at a time. They understood that when you have a home, its primary purpose is to have it open on all four sides and that even the smallest spaces will stretch exponentially to make room for more. Like a heart that only has more space the more people you share it with. We believed that our walls were expanding and contracting. They could magically accommodate anyone. 
Even the basement couches could become beds for small people. Air mattresses abounded and filled every spare closet. That was our way, the Davis way. And we were, actually we are, proud of it. I've mentioned before, this is a mitzvah called hachnasat orchim, in English, hospitality to guests. We see this as a primary connection to attaching the physical to the spiritual. There are even certain laws that dictate what constitutes proper hospitality. Rabbi Judah said in the name of Rav's name, welcoming guests is greater than welcoming the presence of the Shekhinah, God. And it's one of the six things we are taught, that the fruit of which humans eat in this world while the principle remains intact for us in the world to come. Welcoming guests are at the top of that list. Rabbi Menachem Ibn Machir, in his work, Seder Hayom, identifies a potential of five separate themes of kindness or chesed that are contained within this category. Here they are. First, providing a resting place for those weary with the burdens of travel. The second, providing food and drink to those who have been weakened by the lack of these resources. The third, saving travelers from the shame and embarrassment of having to seek out lodging or of going without. The fourth, is the opportunity to perform a magnanimous act of kindness to one whom one may not previously know or have received any benefit from themselves. And finally, if one follows the model of Abraham, the potential exists to impact upon the visitor spiritually as well as physically. So, this year, we were hosting a 40-year-old guy not a Jewish guy, by the way, who needed a home while he was looking for a new space for himself. He'd moved from another city, and my husband and my kids knew him better than I. Frankly, I'd only met him once. But I hesitated this time because this dude knew nothing about keeping a kosher kitchen. You know, one can ask someone to eat takeout if they're staying for a week or so, but how do you give someone your home for two months and tell them not to touch the kitchen? So one day, a few weeks before we left, I expressed this to my husband and one of my boys, and they were aghast. That's not like you, they exclaimed. But I was anxious. I don't want to come home and have to kosher my entire kitchen again. One of my kids told me, don't worry, Ma. He moved through the kitchen with me, promising to come over and show this guy the ropes. We put sticky notes everywhere. We labeled every plate and every spoon. And my son promised that he would ensure this guy would understand and knew what he needed to be done, and he'd stay with him and help him. And that's exactly what happened. Our son was so determined to make this happen that he took the man shopping in all the kosher stores, spent days with him teaching him everything. He even called me during our trip to tell me that the guy had said to him, I'm never buying anything but kosher chicken wings. For again, they're delicious. (laughs) Now, I tell you this because it's vital to understand that it's not the size of your tent or the fanciness of your tent that can determine how open its doors can be. Opening up your home and being hospitable brings a sheen and a holiness to it that no expensive furniture or 500 thread count sheets will afford it. You know, there's a famous quote from Rabbi Israel Meir Kagan, who is known as the Chafetz Chaim. 
where he notes that a person should search for guests to accept them into our homes with great affection. And he lists the various details of hospitality to guests, allowing them to wash, to rest, serving them personally, providing food and drink with cheer and with sensitivity, and supplying a place to sleep. This week, can you take a look at your tent and see where you might search out a way to be more hospitable? Can you put aside any self-consciousness about the size or shape or design of your house and understand that for a person in need of being hosted, even a sofa made up with pillows and blankets, a hot meal and an even hotter shower, all offered with love and enthusiasm, is better than a night at the Ritz. Because it truly is. It transforms four walls into a refuge, not just for them, but even more so for you and your kids. Happy hosting. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.